You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. All right, folks, welcome to the program. Today, you wanted more talk about UFOs, extraterrestrial phenomenons, all the crazy stuff coming from the skies that we can't really determine. We don't know whether or not the established narratives we're getting from the government and other uh, academic sources are really the truth of what's going on. Why do I say all this? Because it's a complicated thing, but we t- but we spoke about it back in January with good friends Gary Collins and Brian Nichols, and you all thought, hey, this is worth continuing. So I went ahead and brought on somebody that talks about this regularly. You know her as Jess Rogie from The Rogie Report. Jess was born and raised in Southern California. Growing up, she talked about aliens and UFOs, and it was commonplace in her household. From a young age, she developed a fascination with anything and everything paranormal. And as a teen, she started to become interested in conspiracy theories, something that, you know, is is basically everything online at this point. It used to be something we shied away from from a few years ago, and now everyone believes something that some of us would consider kind of out there. But hey, the more you question, the more you learn, right? Anyway, her thirst for knowledge and drive to discover the hidden truths of the universe and le- led her to pursue a degree in broadcast journalism and television. Jess realized quickly that the mainstream news environment was not the right fit for her truth-seeking style of reporting. She's a news reporter for the Fringe FM, where she reports on fringe topics. A self-proclaimed geek of fringe topics, she has dedicated the last 10-plus years of her life researching the hidden facts behind alternative topics in the news. She loves to cover subjects relating to the paranormal and conspiracies, with the UFO phenomenon being her main and first love and focus on her show, The Rogie Report. Ladies and gentlemen, Jess Rogie. Jess Rogie from The Rogie Report, thank you so much for joining the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Renzo. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So your your show is one of my guilty pleasures. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I don't listen to many other podcasts within my field of like travel, politics, commentary, that type of thing. When I want to disconnect, this is when I go into the more esoteric topics. I start listening to stuff about the supernatural, the paranormal, you know, extraterrestrial type of stuff, because it's one of those things where, you know, especially being a, being kind of a digital creature, being a social media contractor, I spend so much time online and I spend so much time just kind of narrowly focused on things that live and die by seconds and controversies and stuff like that. I, I often have to pull myself out of it and really 
you know, remember what, what are the big questions in life? What are the big things that we're looking at in the world? What are the, what are the things that are important, or at least they're important in my opinion, that I feel we don't give much, uh, much thought about. And at the beginning of the year, I had a, I had a few friends of mine on, we did a panel just to kind of change the pace of things about a lot of the UFO reports that had come out from the Department of the Navy and DOD in 2020, a year that will live on in infamy. And I had yeah. two, I had two basic reactions. Either people were like, dude, go back to talking about other weird stuff. This is too much for me. Or, or people that were finally like Remso, thank God you're finally woken up to the weird shit that's going on in the world. And, um, you know, right now, it seems that the 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 way that we're talking to each other and the things we're talking about online, I, I don't want to say it's more Puritan now than ever before. I don't want to get political about this, but, you know, social media companies, news outlets, they used to, you know, have, have a pretty open mind to a lot of things. Then it started clamping down political speech. Then it started clamping down on really anything that went against what, what I would consider established narratives. And when it yeah. comes to the realm of the, you know, the extraterrestrial possibilities, when it comes to aliens, UFOs, and that type of stuff, a lot of information came out from very, you know, establishment sources in 2020. And this is one of those things where it's like, this isn't a partisan issue. I mean, if there's somebody out there, if there's somebody here who's not of this planet, and if there's stuff outside of our, you know, comprehension when it comes to technology that can, you know, be a potential threat to us, that's something I kind of want to know about. So my first question is this, um, you know, you, you cover a lot of these topics on your podcast. I'm going to go ahead and link to that in the show notes. Um, what's it been like coming into 2021? Do you feel that people have had more of a renewed interest in this? Or are you getting a lot of new people who are like, I have no clue what the hell you're talking about, but I'm in it for the ride. Um, what, what's it been so far? It's been, and I can even take it back maybe even 10 years ago, I mean, even further about how this has ramped up, you know, because I've been around the UFO, this whole UFO thing for, for quite a while. So I've watched as it's changed um, over the past year and even since 2017 and even since 2020, you have so many more people into UFOs now. I mean, even if you go back, what was it last year, the year before we had uh, Storm Area 51, which was kind of a pop culture thing. That, I was, you know, I was, was working at the Washington Times at the time, and I tried so hard to get them to fly me down there oh, to report on that. <laughs> I, that was one of the biggest regrets of my life. I know I didn't make it out there. I live in Southern California and it was probably a six hour drive. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I wish I did. Same. But I think that was kind of another thing that kind of pushed it forward. That whole, that whole movement. And a lot of people were like, yes, there's UFOs. Yes, there's aliens. And I think now versus me talking to somebody even two years ago till today, um, somebody, just a normal person that doesn't have a lot of beliefs in UFOs or anything, but they're more likely to bring it up now. Um, and, and, and I mean, for me, what, what really did it was the, the Tic Tac video. Yes. That was one of those things that I, I brought up on the last episode I did like back in January. And, uh, you know, I think Joe Rogan made that a little bit more popular when he brought on the, the, the Navy pilot who had captured yes. it. Uh, and then when, 
Yeah, uh, Captain Fravor. Commander Fravor, that was it. Commander, Commander Fravor. Commander. Yeah, and when you know the, the Department of the Navy put out those documents basically saying, yeah, whatever that thing is, that's not man-made. We give up. Like that was one of those things where it's like, okay, I need to accept the facts that we don't know what's going on. And that in and of itself is an answer. And I mean, this is one of those things where a, a lot of, a lot of uh, political commentators, when they jumped on it because they can't not shut up about everything, even when they don't really have anything to add, they were jumping on in 2020 and like Republicans were saying, well, you know, this is a giant distraction from, from the election. And then Democrats were saying, oh, well, you know, the Trump administration released it to distract from how he's poorly handling COVID. And I'm just kind of sitting back watching this. I'm like, okay, if you both are blaming each other, saying that this is something to ignore, kind of makes me want to pay more attention to it. Right. And it's made me wonder, and I was on a show the other day, and I, I asked this. I said, well, why now? Why the push now? What, why do you think? I, you know, I try to sit there and I think about it and I say, well, why the push? Okay, so why, if we've known about UFOs since, you know, the 40s of last century, and, you know, we had the Condon Report in the 60s, which was basically done to ask are ufos a threat not if ufos exist so even back in the 60s that report said no ufos exist so here we are x amount of years later and we're still like do they exist well they've told us several times we don't know what they are we don't know what the threat is so my theory i mean just based on kind of what i've been looking at and this could be totally wrong for all i know but if they push it and they push these reports in the government so that they can get funding because they can get more funding to research the UFOs or UAPs or whatever they may be. Because really uh, a benefit is whatever country can acquire or reproduce this technology basically could rule the world in warfare. For for people that are not necessarily familiar with your show, I mean, what what is the intent? Do you believe that all this stuff is real and you're trying to convince other people? Or is this something you're interested in and you're pursuing these topics just because you want to get to, you know, to whatever the truth is? Because I feel like for some people within your category of, of programming, what, what I don't like are the people that are so dead set, they look at everything and think, oh, those are aliens. Oh, that's a conspiracy. What, what I like are the shows um, where it's like, you know, I'm interested in this topic and this is an important topic because either people want to avoid it, either people refuse to talk about it, or it's something that, you know, we, deserves a little bit more time and effort than just what we're going to give it when, you know, it shows up on the news for five seconds. I think because of my background, I went to broadcast journalism school and that's where my background is. I also do the news for the Fringe FM five nights a week. Um, so my background is journalistic. So I approach things, I think, more from that standpoint. Um, I know there's something out there. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm simply, you know, bringing on researchers, um, different specialists in the field so that people can see, you know, hear these people share their information and their evidence and help people to, you know, make their own decisions and start to research it themselves. I try not to speak in definites because I don't know either. I've only, you know, I've been researching this for a long, long time. And uh, I think the more I research it, the more I don't know. 
That that's if an that interesting. No, I mean that that's an interesting way of putting it. You know, I, I studied religion and politics in college, and I thought that I was going to learn a ton of stuff, which I did. But by the end of it, I just came out with more questions and more dead ends than I had. You know, I had when I started. Um, you know, with with yeah. UFOs and extraterrestrial life specifically, what what sparked that interest in you? Because I feel like for everybody, you know, typically it's one of two things: you saw a movie, and then you were wondering, oh, well, I wonder what the possibilities are, or it was just one of those questions that popped up. Because I mean, for me, I, I've always had the general interest looking up in the stars, thinking it can't just be us. And, you know, yeah. over the years, it always got to the point where it's like, you know, I need to see some more evidence. And I mean, for me, like many other people, that, that Tic Tac video last year when, when, you know, and I think it came out a few years prior, but last yeah, year like was two, when the, like 2019? Like 2017. 2017 was when it popped up online. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah so so when, when it came back in 2020, because of the Department of the Navy report basically saying we have no clue what was going on, for, for me, that was all the evidence I needed. Because for them yeah. to, have, to come out, because they were basically forced to, for them to basically come out to the New York Times and say we have no clue what's going on. For me, that was just the point where it's like I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that, that that's got to be something. Yes. And I think that's kind of where we are, where it's like there is something going on. What it is, we don't know. Perhaps the government knows more than we know just simply because they've been studying it longer and they have longer records than any individual or any group. Definitely. So so what was what what was that moment? Oh, my, that, my, yeah. <laughs> my moment. Sorry. My moment. I didn't have I don't have this this great moment that that, that changed it all for me. I'm not an experiencer. Like I've seen lights in the sky, but I don't, you know, I don't know if it was UFO, but for me, I think it was because I was into the paranormal. I was into conspiracies and I was into UFOs and the most tangible thing that I could put my hands on in this whole thing with so much evidence was uh, UFO and UAPs. And I think with all the, also, like I was saying with the government research, that there was so much research done by our government and other governments. It, to me, it was something worth looking into. And I think that's what kind of sparked that. And here we are today, I guess. Why do you think this is a topic that, you know, gets lumped into conspiracies and, and all that other stuff? Because, you know, it, it's one of those fields that even, you know, top ac academics are looking into when it comes to the yeah. UFO phenomenon, when we're discovering, you know, new things about the universe, such as, you know, bacterial life on Mars and stuff. I almost feel like while it's treated as a pseudoscience, it's gaining more and more legitimacy every day. But when it comes to most conversations, the moment people want to start bringing up, you know, UFOs and aliens and that type of thing, they usually just get the side eye, or at least I usually get the side eye from people. Yeah, it, and it's true. And and honestly, too, I mean, within the UFO community, too, there's extremes. There's the very, like, I, I tend to be more on the nuts and bolts kind of side of things. But um, conversely, on the other end of the spectrum, you have very uh, spiritual beliefs related to the UFOs and the alien beings, too. So there's this huge spectrum, too. Um, and within that, too, how the conspiracies tie into it is that there's been cover-ups, right? Um, since the UFOs of UFO sightings, there's cover-ups. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's rumor, you know, there was the rumor of Area 51, for example, that it was, uh, um, and hold on, let me take a second back. Uh, Area 51, um, it wasn't 
released that that was actually a thing until I don't know the 90s or early 2000s but you know it's been around so long now that we think it was known but it wasn't known prior to that um, or I'm um, not known but uh, confirmed by the government and, and this is one of those things where you, you know I think this is why I try and avoid politics as much as I can, because as soon as that's brought into it at all, it's almost like, you know, the the talking points are already there. But this is something that regardless of administration, that regardless as to who is necessarily in power of what branch or whatever, th- this is something that pops up all the time. It's almost like there's a mutually there, there's a mutually beneficial interest in trying to keep this stuff as quiet as possible. Yes, there. And and so then it makes you ask the question, why? Why are they keeping it quiet? But then, which brings us right back to, well, why now? Do, do you think there's a specific reason why they chose when they did? I honestly don't know. I don't know why now. Um, because, I mean, I kind of figured something was going on when Chris Mellon and uh, Lou Elizondo and the other gentlemen left to the Stars Academy over the summer. And then I, and then, you know, and then this whole thing started happening. So it, it it's all, it, it's like it was set up and it was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, p- part of me at the time, and, you know, we're, we're specifically talking about the, the Tic Tac report and everything. When that came out, you know, we're, we're talking about it in like April, May. So about a year ago today, um, in, in the middle of one of the weirdest years ever where we've got murder yes. hornets and COVID and the lockdowns and all this other crazy shit, like the tiger King phase and, and riots and that all type of stuff. And then they put this out and, and there were two schools of thought one that it was completely independent of all of that, that they just put it out because they figured that was the time to put it out. Then there's what, what I saw online where people were saying, well, the news cycle is so crazy right now. The best thing to do is to put it out there so that way it gets buried. And then at that point, you know, we can kind of ignore it because we can say, well, we already gave you all the information you wanted. Now we have to go ahead and and jump onto all these other things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I can see the, the theory and the thought behind both of those. It makes sense. Like if they didn't really want people to pay attention, you know, release it while things are really crazy. But on the other hand, too, you kind of think, well, if, you know, the government, they have lots of checks and balances, they have a lot of, you know, bureaucracy. So maybe it was already in motion for it to be released at that time. Yeah. And that, and that's one of those things where the more you kind of think about it, the the more rabbit holes you can kind of get into. I, I am curious, you know, for, for you to be convinced of something what are usually the criteria you're looking at for you to look at a situation or look at evidence and think to yourself, okay, I, I genuinely can say that I believe this is factual and I believe this is correct information because that, that is one of the, the problems I, I see online amongst different forums and different online communities talking about these topics because it's like ev- everything – Everything has to be a conspiracy. Everything has to be fully loaded. Everything is always the government's fault. And it's either these people are, you know, completely, you know, super geniuses who have all this kind of mapped out and planned out. And then you've got the other camp where it's like, well, they're they're freaking morons who can't do anything. How can we even rely on them to be truthful about it? What, what are some of the criteria you look at when you look at these situations? I don't know when I look at these, I guess I look for, I look at the sources of the information. I look at who's saying it, how often it's being said. 
um, you know, faceless, anonymous, faceless, anonymous internet users, how it's hard, harder to believe what they say versus, you know, an article. But then even then you have to be careful of the sites that you look at too, because what looks like a news site may not actually be a news site as well, you know? Um, so I'm going to probably dance around this because it's very hard to discern. And part of the problem nowadays is we're just flooded with information. So for me, it's really just being able to discern what is real, what seems factual, because two, I mean, and this is a big problem. We cannot even believe what we're looking at anymore. I mean, when it comes to photos and even video now. Yeah. And that, that's one of those things that really bothers me because it's like, how can we have deeper, bigger conversations about uh, topics as complex as UFOs and extraterrestrial life when we're debating, you know, things like uh, the, the Biden green screen, for example, Yes, that, that is one of those things. Now, I, I, I want people to know where I am on this stuff. I'm not a fan of President Biden. I didn't vote for him, but I don't think he, everything that happens out there is is a giant plot. So when I first heard of the the green screen incident from a couple of years ago, where people were like, "Oh, you know, the the helicopter sound is disconnected from the actual time and location, and it looks like uh, you know the the microphone he's moving his hand through it." Originally, I thought, "Okay, well that that seems like a lot just to fake a quick." conversation with reporters like that seems like a lot so from the beginning i was just kind of like this seems kind of ridiculous and, and it seems like you know for a lot of people they just kind of jumped into one camp or another it's like if you don't like him it was it was an absolute green screen and he faked it because he's dead or a hologram or something and then if you love him you were going to go ahead and defend him every which way and i looked at it as somebody that's not a fan and i was just kind of like you know i I, I think this is just a bit too weird. And, and that's the way I'm going to describe it. It's just too weird. And as I looked at the situation and as I actually listened to reports from, you know, um, videographers and people that do, you know, special effects and stuff like that, they were basically like, listen, there's a, there's a rational reason as to why they put out their reasons. And as I look back at the video, I, I had to admit, this is not a green screen. This is just a weird, you know, movement of the camera and, you know, the lighting and other stuff. It's not, it's not what people are claiming this to be. And it's one of the situations where then I go to my friends and I'm like, well, guys, I don't think it's a green screen. And suddenly, well, what if it is? Well, did you look at this? And who are you talking to? Well, they're in, they're in bed with them. They're, they're all working together. And I'm like, this is, it, it, it's, it's, it either is or it isn't. And it can't be everything you want it to be at the same time. You know, it's hard. And then it is really hard to look at things and um, discern whether they're real or not because of things like that. And then we have all these, uh, what do we call them, internet sleuths now that are going to sit there and break every single bit of it down, but not really have any knowledge of it. And, you know, when you bring up like, you know, you talk to video specialists and then they can tell you you know, what's going on or why this looks like this. So I think a lot of the times too, it's like when people, you have to be careful when people start to make assumptions when they don't really know, I think too. What are some of the things in in the UFO field that are typically red flags for you? Because for me, one of the biggest, what you know, and some people think that this is their, their biggest body of evidence. But for me, 
you know, I, I've met several people who say that they have either been abducted or encountered UFOs. But for for me, I, I've never necessarily been convinced by that. So that's an entire, you know, supposed body of evidence, these eyewitness accounts that a lot of people jump off of. And, you know, I, I use the same application for other things. It's like eyewitness accounts aren't always reliable. Even if a person believes they saw what they saw, there's so many things going on that can influence their memory and stuff like that. You know, it's like, how, how can I how, how can I believe that somebody has been, you know, abducted and had these moments when we're arguing about stuff like the Biden green screen? Because I know it sounds like I'm kind of running from place to place, but, you know, I think all of this is linked to the question of, you know, are, are we are we capable enough of even having these types of conversations? It's very difficult to say, you know, and, um, you know, within the UFO community, you know, we it's general, you know, we allow experience, you know, for me, at least I allow experiencers to talk. Um, I do not talk to a lot of um, experiencers or abductees on my show. That's more something I do privately. Um, so uh, it's, you know, I, you have to believe the experiences that, not that you have to, but I respect the experiences that people share with me. Do I necessarily believe them? I think that's, you know, I, I, it, it's hard to say they had some sort of experience. Was it an alien abducting them? It, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you Where, don't have to believe everything they're saying, but you can believe that they believe it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I do not speak to a lot of people, a lot of experiencers or abductees. Cause I, I, I don't know. What, what are some of the things that, have have changed have you how you have viewed this field over the last couple of years particularly um, have there been any stories or any moments that have really impacted your view of 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 the ufo phenomenons and everything i think being involved in the field you just you come across you know things that are you come across people or things that aren't right i guess I found there's a lot of frauds <laughs> saying that there's a lot of people who are trying to profit. Um, there are a lot of people who, but, and, and I think that, 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 to be honest, that made me want to stop being, you know, even associated with the field a few years ago. Um, I was tired of it. And um, I said, you know, I want to move on to other topics. But then, you know, the Tic Tac video happened back in 2017 and it drew me back in. Prior to that, I was a little more, I was more of a believer and now more of a skeptical believer, I guess I would say. Yeah, I, 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 I totally, I, I get where you're going with that because like for my, for my other show, The Witching Hour, you know, it's a, it's yes. a paranormal investigation show. And of that, it, it became one of those things where there's just so many things at play. It, it makes it, you know, it, it makes it difficult to really know what you believe anymore. Because I, you know, we, we got some pitches from Discovery and History Channel, I think, in 2017, 2018. And we thought, oh, this is going to be us moving into the big leagues. We're going to be able to talk yeah. about all of our discoveries and stuff. Well, well, part of the problem is part of the pitches came with they were going to be scripted. We weren't going to be paid. 
And we had no, you know, no editorial oversight over what we were going to do. And we're like, well, that's not how we do things. And they're like, no, but that's how we do things. So then you start to think it's like, you know, all these all these programs where you think that things are going on. And I'm not going to point out one or the other because I, I don't genuinely know who is messing around and who is taking it seriously. But that was one of those moments where it's like, God, is that does everything I believe a lie now? Right. I see that. Oh, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's also just part of the whole paranormal field too. It's like, there's these people, you know, that want to share the truth and the evidence, but then there's the showmen that are there to make money. Yeah. And and I apply, I apply the same thing for like a, a lot of a lot of people in the UFO field, because I I believe that for the people that are actually putting in the work, actually doing the research like yourself, you know, for me, what really discredits it are the, you know, as you call them, the experiencers. Yeah. And that that's one of the issues I have, because I, you know, I, I take that type of mindset to everything. Like you can never just go off of eyewitness testimony. You can never just go off of what one person said or what he said or what she said, because, you know, this is already such a a fragile field, you know, both the, both the extraterrestrial field and both uh, the paranormal field. Like it's already so like fragile that, yes. you know, one moment of distrust or one fraud or one moment where it's like, you know, you can completely discredit yourselves and others. That's enough to take somebody who was willing to believe you and completely turn them off from ever listening to anything about this again. Exactly. That is 100% the truth. What, what are some of the things, you know, especially going into a new administration, we're already several months into the Biden administration, that, that you're hoping maybe him or some of the bureaucrats do in order to possibly, you know, give us more insight into this. Because I, I ultimately hope that whoever is president is going to see this stuff and think, okay, now is the time to talk more about this. And I feel like for most sitting presidents, they never really talk about this stuff until after they leave. I mean, Ronald Reagan spoke about it. Bill Clinton spoke about it. The only people who haven't really spoken about it were, were George W. Bush and Barack Obama. I'm hoping that, you know, even though he's not on Twitter anymore, maybe Trump will one day be like, okay, you guys want to know what's going on now? <laughs> but I, I also just don't think he's he's going to do it either. I mean, do you have any hopes that we'll, we'll get anything from this current administration? I don't know, but I feel like what, what where we're going to get the information from is going to be from the Pentagon. It's not going to be from, you know, a sitting president. And may, well, maybe he'll come out and he'll say like, yes, yeah, so I, I can't do it. Oh, darn it. No Biden impression. Come ah, on, man. Biden. We're, ah, talking about, man. We're, we're talking about the thing. Uh, Biden. I'm Biden. Joe Biden. The thing, man. The thing. Hey, man. This is the cold opening now. Oh, no. The thing. The thing. Show them the UFOs. I mean, the... I, I, <laughs> Back in Scranton, we call them neighbors. Put <laughs> out on the porch and look at them Y'all telling me that wasn't normal? <laughs> what would be awesome is if Biden just comes out and just tells his UFO story. I, I mean, that would be a good start. 
<laughs> you know what? Here's my theory. I think we would need a sitting president who had an experience, who had witnessed a UFO to say, to really want to champion this. I, I would, I would want any sitting politician to do this because I feel like the ones that have the credibility and have the name recognition, they always do it when there's really nothing to lose. Like Barry Goldwater, for example, in Arizona, where I'm originally from, he was, he was a notorious UFO hunter after he left the Senate. And I mean, Harry Reid, I'm not a big fan of Harry Reid from Nevada, but my God, if Harry Reid wants something done when it comes to this type of stuff, I'll support him because he's one of the only leading advocates for declassification of UFO documents from DOD and other departments. So it's like, you know, this is the one area where it's like me and Harry Reid are a hundred percent on the same sheet of music, (laughs) but he didn't really do. I mean, he talked about his last couple of years in the Senate, but now he talks about it and now he'll go on documentaries. Now he'll go on, you know, history channel and other places and talk about it. When he's in his least useful position, it's like private citizen Harry Reid can't do shit for us. But Senate Majority Harry, you know Harry Reid, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid could have done it. I feel like a lot of these people, no, they don't. I think there's a reason for that too. It's because until they're done with their career, they don't feel comfortable talking about it because of the stigma surrounded with it uh, by or with surrounded by, yep. I, I I almost feel like now though that things are just so weird, and they we've are. like I can't I can't say that we've lowered our bar of what we're willing to believe or if we've raised our expectations for how weird things can get. But I almost feel like that could be a campaign like platform, like reelect <laughs> me and I'll declassify all this stuff, or, re, or reelect me and we'll go you know we'll go raid Area Fifty One together. <laughs> Do you think it's become even an inch more socially acceptable? I think it's become slightly more social, uh, socially acceptable. Um, just slightly. I think just because people were locked at home for a whole year, I think that helped too. <laughs> it's like one minute they're eating Cheetos in their sweats for 60 days straight. Next, you know, they're like, you know, maybe there is life out there. Yeah, there has to maybe be. Maybe I want to believe. I mean, we had an increase. I mean, there was a measured increase of sightings, but, you know, I have to also say that, you know, the theory is that whatever sightings are always, they're, they're always occurring. It's just however many people see them. Like, but so they say the number reported last year was higher than previous years simply because people were home. I, I've got a story. Um, you know, about four months into the pandemic, I had started working remotely. One thing I wanted to start doing was I want to start going on more, uh, more walks during the week. And Mm -hmm. I, I live in Northern Virginia, you know, I'm about 20 minutes away from a battlefield. We've got a lot of beautiful nature around us. And what I didn't realize was that, uh, 20 feet from my mailbox in the forested area was actually a 15 mile hiking trail. And I have lived here since 2008 and I never knew that. Wow. With that said, the hiking trail is beautiful. I love it. But that sounds amazing. I it had to be the most weirdest of situations where everyone is stuck at home, forced to work. There's nothing fun to do. So it took all of that 
to finally show me, oh my God, there's a hiking trail literally outside your front door. I almost take the same logic and I apply it to a lot of the people in the past year who started seeing stuff. It's not that, you know, it just suddenly appeared like the hiking trail did not just suddenly show up. Apparently it's been there for like 20 years, but it's another situation (laughs) where it's like, you know, maybe a lot of the stuff was happening or maybe there's a logical explanation, but because we never intentionally looked around and disconnected from all the distractions and actually took a big walk look at the things around us that suddenly we saw something that could otherwise be normal and we thought it was strange yes so i guess that sounds so much more philosophical when i say it out loud it it does but it basically shows that i don't know where the hell i live oh well right that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the moral of the story That's the big takeaway. That's all that matters. That's the takeaway. I had a point, but I, I think that's, <laughs> that's the important takeaway. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So <laughs> I did have a point, but I lost it. So I guess <laughs> shit. <laughs> Darn it. But um, but but yeah. I mean, to to kind of help you get back on track. I mean, I, I think that maybe because we wanted to look for something, we were willing to find something, even if yes. it had always been there. Exactly, exactly. And I think even just, you know, speak, I I can't speak, I mean, I can speak about other conspiracies, but I've noticed in just my regular, normal, everyday friends who aren't into any of this, that during the pandemic, they were a little more conspiracy leaning than they had been previously. I could totally see that. Because like, you know, I've, I've got my, I, I've got my like, what what I consider like white collar conservative political consultant friends who still associate with me. They're suddenly looking at me and they're like, dude, what if the CIA sold crack to black communities? And then I've got my, my, my more left leaning friends who, who are the Bernie bros. And they're like, guys, like, what if, what if the big corporations putting out, you know, the, the, the LGBT rainbow across their, uh, Facebook profile. What if they're not really friendly to us? And like, what are they doing in Saudi Arabia and stuff? So it's like they started everyone, everybody started questioning everything. And whether I agreed with them, you know, a, a majority of the time or not, I was just kind of happy that it's like, oh, good. They're waking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. we could talk about UFOs later. Sober. Right. Oh, no, it's it's true. Oh, your philosophical thing. Perhaps this was my point. So perhaps we needed to get society to a point, say, with the lockdown in order for them to be able to see something that was always there. So it needed to happen. And this is the perfect right time for the UFOs to be released or the UFO documentation to be released. Like we were being conditioned for it. Exactly. Perhaps it needed to be at the right time. I don't know. Theory. At this point, (laughs) at this point, I'll believe anything and everything when it comes to this, because I, I, I I am one of those people. It's like, I'll never trust who's president. I'll I'll never trust the established narrative, but what I will never trust is something that's too much of coincidence. And whether that, you know, whether that leaves me down like the conspiracy rabbit hole, I'd rather be questioning than just take it at face value. And I think that is the biggest benefit. It's now that people are willing to question things that they wouldn't otherwise beforehand. 
Yes. And I, th I think that is, that is really important. Yeah. People are able to question now. So I think that is good. And I'm glad that that's happening, you know, because it's as much as I'd like, like, it's just everything normal on the surface, you know, the everyday world where you go to work and everything, it, it, there's a little more going on in the world than we can see normally, you know? Definitely. Well, Jess, we, we've got to run in a minute, but you know, I, I listen to your show regularly. I think everyone should tune in if they want to go ahead Thank and expand you. their mind on this topic. How can they connect with you? How can they learn more? Uh, you can find me on all social media at The Rogie Report. That's R-O-G-G-E. And you can listen to my show live Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific on The Fringe FM. Perfect. And folks, I'm going to make it easier for you because I love you. I'm going to go ahead and leave every link and social media site, all that jazz in the show notes today. Jess Rogie, thank you so much for joining the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Vemso. Folks, it costs you nothing, but it means everything to me. A five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts across Al Gore's amazing internet. Let's people know the fun we're having, the conversations we're enjoying together, and so much more helps us expand this conversation for us to go coast-to-coast, station-wide. Global domination is the focus. As always, thank you so much again. I'm Rems W. Martinez. You're listening to On the Run. Be safe. Be good. Good night. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like the Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom's Trips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends.